98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Maggie Ho. The headlines. Media tycoon Jimmy Lai has been denied bail after appearing in court over allegations of fraud. A University of Hong Kong professor has been jailed for life after he was found guilty last week of murdering his wife. And a medical expert says if Hong Kong can start mass vaccination on COVID by the middle of next year, life may begin to return to normal by September. Jimmy Lai, the founder of Apple Daily, has been denied bail after appearing in West Kowloon Court, charged with fraud. His case was adjourned until April 16th. Vicky Wong reports. Mr Lai and two senior executives from Next Digital are accused of using the company's headquarters in Tranquano for purposes not permitted by the lease. The two executives, CEO Wang Wei Kung and Chief Operating Officer Chao Tat Kun, were released on bail following the hearing. All three were detained on Wednesday after reporting to police following their arrests back in August by officers from the Forces National Security Department. The prosecution told the court that further investigations are needed into Next Digital's bank accounts and transaction records. It argued against bail, saying the case was serious and claiming that the suspects were likely to abscond. A University of Hong Kong professor has been sentenced to life in prison over the killing of his wife two years ago. Francis said reports. In sentencing Chen Ki-chung, High Court Judge Anthea Pan said she had little doubt that he was a well-respected and well-liked man before the murder, agreeing with hundreds of people who wrote letters in mitigation, saying he was a selfless man who was always willing to help. But the judge said no matter how gentle or caring he was, he had cold-bloodedly murdered his wife, Chen Men Wai. Cheng also got a 28-month jail sentence after pleading guilty to preventing a lawful burial by hiding his wife's corpse in a wooden box. Last week, a high court jury found him guilty of the murder in August 2018. An infectious disease expert says a government proposal to raise fines from $2,000 to $10,000 for people who flout anti-epidemic rules is unfair to poorer members of society. Leung Chi Chiu says the government should tighten law enforcement first before levying tougher penalties. $2,000 may not be a small amount for those segments of our society with a low income, especially for our domestic helpers. And if we increase the amount to a very high level, such that they cannot pay that high amount, there may be a question whether we are fair to them, because they will be selectively prosecuted. Home Affairs Minister Casper Choi says authorities will step up law enforcement in the coming weeks, but he told RTHK he hoped an increased fine would deter people from breaking the rules rather than officials having to enforce the law. The Labour Secretary Lo Chi Kuang says the government has so far received only two applications for a subsidy for COVID-19 patients and has approved one of them. The government announced last month that it would give a one-off payment of $5,000 to people who tested positive, but only if they lose income as a result of being hospitalized. Critics say it would encourage people to try and get sick. Mr Law stressed the money was only for those whose pay was affected while in hospital such as freelancers or the self-employed. An infectious disease expert says he doesn't think life in a city will be going back to normal until after at least 2 to 3 million people in Hong Kong are vaccinated against COVID-19. Professor Benjamin Cowling from the University of Hong Kong noted several types of potential vaccines could be ready for mass use next year. 
and he said if Hong Kong could start a vaccination program by the middle of next year, by September most social distancing rules could hopefully be relaxed. Certainly by next September, I really hope things will be getting back to normal in the city. I'm not sure that will happen by Easter. In the summer, we may start relaxing some of the measures, and then by September, I hope that most of the measures will have gone and there wouldn't be any more consideration for things like school closures or working at home, maybe still some limitations on mass gatherings and still some caution in healthcare settings and in elderly homes because of the danger in those particular settings. Prominent legal scholar Eric Jung has criticized the sentencing of activists Joshua Wong, Agnes Chow and Ivan Lam, arguing the magistrate considered things she shouldn't have. They were given jail terms ranging from 7 to 13 and a half months over a siege of the police headquarters in June last year. Mr. Jung said the magistrate appeared to have violated legal principles by imposing unpeaceful events on the three. He said there was no evidence that their crimes involved violence or a breach of the peace. Following the sentence, Britain has urged Hong Kong and Beijing to stop stifling opposition, with the Foreign Minister Dominic Raab calling on them to uphold the rights and freedoms of people in the SAR. Japan says it has conveyed its grave concerns over the jailing of the three, and U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi has condemned the sentencing. Nathan Law, an activist who co-founded the now-disbanded Demosisto party along with Agnes Chow and Joshua Wong and is now living in exile in London, was asked if pro-democracy activists need to change tactics. We've all been trying to adopt the new political norm set by the national security law. Some have left, like me, and some stay on the ground, but are carefully choosing words and actions. And for now, I think it is crucial for us to continuously monitor the situation because there is a possibility that Joshua, Ivan or even Agnes, they are prosecuted under the national security law, which the sentence could pile up. And to be honest, we don't know when they will come out if Beijing choose that route. In response to comments about the sentencing, the Department of Justice said it's unbecoming and irrational for people to make sweeping attacks against Hong Kong without referring to the facts. It said the three pleaded guilty, and it was absurd to demand their release. The DOJ noted that the court said a deterrent sentence was necessary, as the case involved disruption of public order and safety. Former lawmaker Ted Hoy has asked people to stop speculating about the whereabouts of his family after media reports suggested they'd fled Hong Kong. Mr Hoy is on a duty visit in Denmark and, and earlier denied he was seeking asylum. The Democratic Party district councillor says he'll complete his visit according to plan and fulfil his responsibilities as a councillor. On Facebook, he wrote that politicians shouldn't have to disclose information about their families. Mr Hoy faces charges over protests inside the Leshko chamber in the past year or so. Mainland social media platform WeChat has blocked a message by the Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison, Morrison in the latest escalation of tensions between Australia and China. The message had been a promise by, Mor- by Mr Morrison that Australia's Chinese community would not suffer because of the strand relationship. Recent months have been marked by a series of trade disputes between Canberra and Beijing, as well as criticisms of each other's policies. U.S. intelligence chiefs say more than a 1,000 Chinese researchers have left the country. It comes as Washington takes a firmer line on the alleged theft of technology. 
A U.S. counterintelligence official also said the incoming Biden administration has already become a target for Chinese cyber agents. From Washington, here's the BBC's Zhao Yinfang with the details. Top U.S. intelligence officials are warning that President-elect Joe Biden's staff may be targets for Chinese agents. Washington has accused Beijing of deploying agents to steal trade secrets as well as national security intelligence, often by masquerading as students or researchers. In September, the U.S. revoked visas for more than 1,000 Chinese students who were alleged to have ties to the Chinese military. The Chinese government has denied any wrongdoing, denouncing such move as acts of political persecution and racial discrimination. The U.S. Justice Department is investigating claims that lobbyists tried to use bribes to secure a presidential pardon for an unnamed defendant. Court papers show that in August, prosecutors began looking into a secret lobbying scheme, possibly involving attempts to contact White House officials. The documents don't reveal the names of those involved. The BBC's John Sopel reports. Washington is agog. Court documents have been released, heavily redacted and full of thick black lines, suggesting that via a secret lobbying operation, someone was trying to secure a presidential pardon via bribery. A city obsessed by politics is now becoming a community of sleuths, trying to figure out who this person is. In August, investigators began looking into a secret lobbying scheme, possibly involving attempts to contact White House officials. The filings don't give any names, but the Justice Department says no government official is being investigated. The UN Meteorological Agency says 2020 is on course to be, to be one of the three hottest years since records began in 1850. The UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said humanity needed to stop what he called its suicidal war against nature. It's not enough to talk about climate change or biodiversity or ocean. Everything is interlinked. We need to combine everything into a global strategy of reconciliation between humankind and nature. 2021 is the key year to do so. That is why now uh, we are in early December. It's time to mobilize everybody for uh, this uh, common objective that is essential for us all. The former French president Valérie Giscard d'Estaing has died at the age of 94 after contracting COVID-19. A politician of the centre-right, he served a single term in the 1970s and was a noted Europhile. The BBC's Europe regional editor Mike Sanders looked back at his life. Valérie Giscard d'Estaing was the youngest French president since the 19th century when, aged 48, he took office in 1974. During his seven-year term, he championed nuclear power and high-speed trains and helped liberalise laws on divorce, abortion and contraception. In 1975, he founded the Group of Six Leading Industrial Nations to help world leaders get to know each other better. Although from the centre-right, he forged a bond with West Germany's centre-left Chancellor Helmut Schmidt to deepen European monetary integration. Later, he led the convention, drafting a European Union constitution, and was stung when his countrymen rejected it in 2005. 
Now a quick look at finance. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was up 126 points at 26,658. Two currencies. A moment ago, a moment ago, the U.S. dollar was trading at 104.46 yen. The euro was at one U.S. dollar and 21 cents. The pound was worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 37 cents. Now to sports. His Atom Jung. We start with Champions League football and a big night for Chelsea's Olivier Giroud. What a night it has been for Olivier Giroud with his left foot. Brilliant penalty, top corner, keeper goes the wrong way. Severe nil Chelsea four, Olivier Giroud has scored all four goals. 4-0 was the way it finished as Chelsea crushed their closest challengers in Spain to win Group E. Sevilla settled for second. Giroud became the first player to score four times in a Champions League game since Cristiano Ronaldo did it five years ago. We took the, the game from the, the front foot and uh, well, uh, we've been efficient at front. So yeah, it's a good night also for me because I scored four goals. Perfect hat trick, right, left, head, yeah. penalty as well. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know. Uh, I didn't know it uh, before uh, um, that you uh, called it a perfect hat trick. Manchester United's last 16 hopes will go to the final match day after they lost 3-1 to Paris Saint-Germain at Old Trafford. Neymar scored twice for the visitors, including a late insurance goal after the hosts had Fred sent off. United boss Ole Gunnar Solskjaer says his side were guilty of wasting too many chances. When you see the team sheets, you think there might be goals in this game because there's, there's loads of attacking talent and I don't think anyone were disappointed. Chances for both teams and of course we, with a bit of more clinical finishing, we should have uh, finished the game like midway, midway in the second half because I thought that period they were there for the taking. RB Leipzig defeated Istanbul Basak Sahir 4-3 to join Manchester United and PSG at the top of Group H level on 9 points. United played Leipzig in Germany next Tuesday. Borussia Dortmund booked their place in the last 16 after a one all draw with Lazio. Barcelona defeated Verenc Ferros 3-0 to make it 5 wins from 5 games in Group G. Second place Juventus were also 3-0 winners over Dinamo Kiev. In the NFL, the Pittsburgh Steelers kept up their perfect record despite a subpar performance against the shorthanded Baltimore Ravens in a game that was postponed three times. Juju Smith-Schuster scored what turned out to be the winning touchdown in the fourth quarter as Pittsburgh held on for a 19-14 home win. The Ravens had 17 players on their COVID absence list, including the MVP quarterback Lamar Jackson. The Steelers have 11 wins with no defeat, while the Ravens drop to 6-5 and five and are out of contention for the AFC North Division title. And as you look at sports. The news from RTHK. Our hands often touch public items covered with viruses and bacteria. When we touch our eyes, nose or mouth, the pathogens can enter the body. Health is in our hands. To prevent infection, follow the seven hand cleaning steps. Rub hands for 20 seconds. Rinse thoroughly. Dry with a clean cloth or paper towel. If you can't wash your hands and they aren't visibly soiled, use an alcohol-based hand rub. What if our hands get dirty again? Clean them properly. Fight the virus, stay vigilant. 
If you think you have a higher risk of COVID-19 exposure or experience discomfort, you can collect specimen bottles for free testing from designated public clinics. Meanwhile, the government will arrange free testing for targeted groups. To minimize the risk of community transmission, we should take the initiative to get tested. Together, we must fight the virus. Stay vigilant. Visit coronavirus.gov.hk for details.
说